0: Hi, this is Haley Wazinski. Hi, and this is Nikki Lott. And you're listening to Practice Chat. So today we're going to be talking about how physician recruitment has been affected by COVID in 2020. Um, And so we're going to discuss the different challenges and solutions for both physicians and physician recruiters. So, Nikki, to start us off, what would you say the top challenges for recruiters are right now?
1: Probably among the normal challenges, you know, from the day-to-day of being a caterer, a travel agent, a psychologist, et cetera, the big ones would probably be travel bans, virtual interviews, and probably not being able to physically meet with a candidate. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So, out of those ones that you listed, which would you say is probably the biggest uh, challenge right now? By far, I would say travel bans.
1: This is becoming increasingly hard for any facilities to bring people in, whether they be a vendor, a physician, mm-hmm. a nurse practitioner, a PA, etc. Basically, what happens is you get these candidates, and they want to come see where they're going to be working, like any normal human being would want to, and. That's just not a possibility right now. So when you have these hard to fill positions and there's a definite need for healthcare in your community, you know, this is really becoming a hindrance. So basically what happens is we start looking for alternative
0: solutions. So what would you say some of those alternative solutions are to not being able to physically bring a candidate on campus?
1: Virtual interviewing. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of become the new thing. I don't want to say everybody is a huge fan of it, (laughs) um, both physician and recruiter, but it's just kind of the new norm in this day and age. So we uh, have to kind of start from scratch and kind of reevaluate all of our processes. And from there, just tailor it towards a virtual
0: platform. Absolutely. So whenever you're doing a virtual interview, Obviously, that question of well, what is the community like, or what is that actual physical campus like? How would you suggest to a recruiter to handle that question? I would say take the same approach
1: as you do with posting on job boards. Um, provide those resources such as you know links to local schools or links to local restaurants, different areas of recreation, different. Outlets where if somebody is more interested in an art setting or maybe they're interested more in a hiking setting, you know, those are definitely resources you want to share to kind of give them an idea about your local community. With regards to facilities, this is a great opportunity to work with your marketing team and perhaps you can put together some virtual tours or virtual interviews with um, physicians within those clinics. You know, it's a great way for a team to get together and kind of go all in, show that support for the facility and bring it to
0: life basically
1: on a virtual platform.
0: Perfect. So with virtual interviews, since you kind of brought that up and then I got us back off topic. So for those who have never actually conducted a virtual interview or have been a part of a virtual interview, what would you suggest that that organization or that recruitment team do to be prepared? Basically, look at your
1: current interview process. What is that? Who is involved? Where does it take place? What are the different segments involved in that process? And you just have to take it and turn it virtual. So first, you know, I would say you definitely have to look at the participants. Mm -hmm. Make sure that each participant is set up and basically well-versed in a virtual interview. There really should be no difference between an in-person interview and a virtual interview. Same question should be taking place, same face-to-face manner. You definitely want to have people who are engaging, really drawing somebody in, keeping them almost entertained, you know, during that process. I would also say you need to make sure that you have to have access to a good virtual interviewing platform, whether that be Zoom Teams, Skype, sky's the limit. Um, I know our favorite would probably be Zoom. Right. Um, GoToMeeting. You know, there's several different platforms. However, you know, have that platform available. Make sure everybody is well-versed in how to utilize it. If there are any facets that need to be taken care of on the tech side regarding downloads, accessibility, etc have that ready to go, but your process really shouldn't veer too far off of what your current process is already. There's definitely different things that you can do to prepare yourself on the virtual side, such as make sure that you are dressing appropriately. Kind of our big joke has been, please (laughs) wear pants. Don't just dress yourself up from the neck or the waist up. Of course, you're going to be that famous meme of somebody that gets up and is wearing underwear <laughs> in the middle of their interview.
0: Yes. Kind of the same thing on the position side is that I know a lot of people right now are going, okay, well, I don't know how to set up for a virtual interview because I have never taken part in one. And so one other thing um, besides wearing pants, which is, <laughs> you know, our top recommendation, also set up a quiet area for yourself. Um, especially if you are still working remotely or you don't have access to an office to be able to close a door and sit there and know that no one is going to interrupt you. It's building that kind of interview space for yourself um, at your house. So it could just be sitting at the kitchen table with your back to a wall and there's nothing behind you. But as you are setting up that interview space, also make sure that you're not leaving the TV on or radio um, just because sometimes that can take away from the actual interview because all of a sudden they can kind of hear something and they're paying more attention to that, trying to figure out what it is instead of, you know, focusing on the interview itself. Oh, I'm totally ADD. I would completely do that. Exactly. And I've done it before on um, just Zoom meetings of seeing something and I go, what is that from or what is that? So you just really want to make sure that wherever you are doing your virtual interview at, that you're not having those um, outside distractions that might take away from the interview.
1: So you kind of are talking about getting set up for your interview, Mm -hmm. and let's kind of transition it over to the person being interviewed, the doctor. Tell us a little bit about
0: what a doc needs to do to be prepared
1: for interviewing on a virtual platform.
0: So the first thing um, any doctor should be doing is as soon as you get that meeting invite, Save it, mark it on your calendar, set it so that we get a reminder if you just need it the day before or an hour before. You know yourself, so set that reminder so that way you can ensure that you're not going to be late. And then also test that platform that they're using. Like you mentioned earlier, there are tons of different interviewing platforms out there that you can use. If I'm primarily using Zoom and all of a sudden I'm getting um, a request from Teams or BlueJean I may not have that software downloaded yet, so I wanna make sure that I go in, I download whatever I need, and then I test it to make sure that it's compatible with whatever version of you know Windows or Mac that you have to make sure that there are no delays as that interview approaches. Nothing's going to send a worse message than if you are late to your meeting because you didn't download the uh, the platform, or because you had to sign up and you waited till the day of, or your camera, you know, You found out, oh, I don't have a camera, or the camera doesn't work, or the same thing with the microphone. So, you want to test out all that equipment beforehand. So, that way, it's kind of the equivalent of being late to an interview, except now it's virtual. So, be as prepared as you can, test all that out beforehand. And if you do have a technical issue the day of, maybe it's just not connecting sometimes those servers do get really bogged down because everyone's using them right now. So if you are facing, you know, a technical difficulty of that nature, that's fine. They understand that. But if you are doing that multiple times that you're trying to interview with them, if they reset it, then it's going to kind of come across as, you know, maybe you're not prepared or, you know, this isn't going to work out.
1: All very good points. And in addition to that, what other types of things should a physician have prepared when going into a virtual interview?
0: So it's going to be very similar to an in-person interview. If you have a printer and you can print out a copy of your CV, your letters of recommendation, any you know research or documents that you had already sent over to the recruiter, definitely do that. If you don't have a printer, it's not the end of the world. I would try to have those pulled up maybe on a tablet. Um, a different monitor, or even if it is on the same monitor, just have them already pulled up so that way you don't have to go search for those files. But like I said, have that CV ready, letters of recommendation. If you did have any questions about the job, maybe it was from when you were reading about the job itself or from your phone screening or you've already done another interview and now you're doing a second interview. Any questions that you have, have those written down somewhere. I am very... Guilty of doing this where I go, Oh, I'm going to remember to ask this question. I'm going to remember to ask this question. And then by the time it gets to my chance to ask that question, I go, I completely forgot what I was going to ask. So just be prepared in that sense that if you already have those questions written down, you'll be able to refer back to them. If they answer those questions, you can make notes. But that way you can make sure that you're feeling 100% confident that, okay, I have everything that I need to make a decision of, is this the opportunity that I'm going to take, or am I going to look at a different one? Can we swing back into
1: CVs real quick? Because you and I had a conversation the other day about this, and I kind of wanted to just bring this up as a good point. We discussed having headshots on CVs, yay or nay?
0: So I go back and forth because they can look really nice. If you have a professional headshot, having it on your CV can look really great. But the issue is, is that some organizations can't actually take those CVs. The reason for being um, is just like HR can't ask you about your gender, race, or religious affiliations or anything like that. Some organizations, whenever a CV gets submitted, they actually have um, computer software that'll go through and I'll kind of scan it and parse it to see, okay, is this a qualified candidate? Are they actually a physician? Or is this someone who just found this job posting and applied to it? but they'll also scan for that information and then they'll automatically kick that CV into the disqualified pile. It's not because you aren't qualified for the actual position, it's just because they cannot take that CV because it has your picture on it. So if you are someone who does have a headshot on your CV and you're not being contacted back about those opportunities, it might be time to remove that headshot and then reapply, see if that works. Just because like I said, it might've gotten kicked out of the system. Great point. So
1: we've discussed virtual interviewing a little bit. What would you say would be your top tips for a physician getting ready to interview?
0: So once again, wear pants, um, wear dress pants. professionally, just like you would for an in-person interview. Um, because like Nikki said... You might have to get up for something. You might have to restart your internet. You might have to go answer the door. (laughs) No one wants to see that. Exactly. So make sure that you're dressing professional just like you would for an in-person interview. Um, Also, have all those documents ready so that way you don't have to go dig through a folder or try to figure out the email um, that it's under. Have it all prepared so that way as you go into the interview, it's all there. You can click for what you need, but you don't have to go dig for it. And then lastly, just make sure that your interview space um, isn't busy. And when I say busy, don't have a bunch of stuff going on behind you. Don't have dishes in the sink or, you know, if you have children, have their toys out. Don't have your pets running around. Try to go into a nice quiet area with kind of that neutral background behind you. So that way the focus will be on you during the interview. Basically, I would have to leave the country
1: to accomplish any of these things (laughs) at this point in my life. So (laughs) understood. So we've kind of talked about virtual interviews, but Mm -hmm. kind of like virtual interviews, there are virtual conferences, virtual career fairs, everything basically right now is virtual. And with such events, you know, physicians are now more in control than they were in the past. Tell me a little bit about A physician's point of view going into a virtual career fair or a virtual conference.
0: Yeah. So with virtual career fairs, a lot of the platforms right now have it to where the physician is in the driver's seat. They get to go hop around from booth to booth to see who they want to chat with. And then they actually have to physically say, I want to chat. Um, so it makes it a lot different than at in-person career fairs or conferences when physicians are used to, you know, seeing these rows of tables or booths, and then everyone has different giveaways, and you have all the recruiters standing up close to the booth, saying, "Hey, you want to come over here and chat with me?" And it's totally different um, this year because that's not happening. Instead, it's going into a digital exhibit hall or a digital. Um, you know, career fair. And then from there, you get to pick and choose who you're going to be talking to. So I think that's been the biggest change is that now physicians don't really get that guilt of, oh, I made eye contact with that person. Oh yeah. I better walk over and say hi, or, oh, I really want that, you know, low bouncy ball or, you know, (laughs) whatever. I really want that giveaway. I guess I should go talk to them for a little bit because now with those, um, you know, flashy incentives being pulled away, they actually have to go into the booth and see, are they giving something away? Are they giving away a gift card or anything like that? So I think, yeah, that's been the biggest change is that now physicians pretty much have 100% control of conversations. But so with that being said, that these physicians now have kind of that whole control, what should exhibitors be doing on the flip side of that to pull those physicians in, get them to stop by the booth and actually chat with them instead of clicking in and then clicking directly out. Well, it's kind of like Eminem
1: says, you only get one shot. (laughs) You basically get one shot for a physician or an advanced practitioner coming into your booth. You need to be engaging. You have to really sell it. Be prepared with what questions you need to answer for them. If you don't have the answer to a question, that is a great segue to come in and say, let me get your contact information and I'll reach back out. For a recruiter, I would think that to lure people into your booth, you kind of have to be proactive before even going to these events. So you have to focus on your marketing and your branding. You can do anything from email blast, texting, Posting on social media, let people know you're going to be at these events. So that way, when a physician comes in and thinks to themselves, okay, I have 20 minutes that I can spare right now to hop on my phone or my computer to Mm -hmm. attend this virtual event. Who am I going to go to? These are the things you want a physician to look back and say, oh, hospital XYZ, this is where I really want to go today because it looks like they are really for me. So you need to be prepared, have a great marketing plan. Kaylee brought up a good point on the flashy giveaways. This is a new day and age. Those flashy giveaways aren't there. And I, as a former recruiter, I know that that was the thing. Like, what giveaway can I do this year to really bring people to my booth? Exactly. And maybe this is a great opportunity for you to relook at your marketing plan and see that, hey, I'm attending these virtual events. I'm saving money on travel. I'm saving money on, you know, expenditures. Also saving money on give on booth giveaways. Maybe you also have something such as a booth giveaway. I've seen in a lot of different virtual events they'll say come chat with us and you'll get put into a drawing for a Yeti cooler or you'll get put into a drawing for AirPods. It's still going to be cheaper than your travel to that event to have such an item of value, and just something attention-grabbing to get Mm -hmm.
0: them in there at the same time. So I know for Practice Match, we actually offer um, exclusive virtual career fairs. Can you talk a little bit about that, just so that way recruiters know they have that option as well? Absolutely. So an
1: exclusive virtual career fair basically is a virtual career fair, but it's for strictly your facility. The booths would only be your coworkers running those booths. You could have booths set up for internal medicine, gastro, trauma, emergency medicine, et cetera. And instead of having to compete with your competitors at these events, it's basically run the exact same way as a normal virtual fair Mm -hmm. with the marketing and branding towards physicians interested in these areas for these types of positions. But you're only your facility. Right. So it's kind of a neat concept because you don't have to sit out there and fight for people's attention on these virtual um, career fairs. So it's definitely something I think everybody should take into consideration. We've had wonderful results from this. Our numbers have doubled and in some cases tripled just on career fairs alone right. this year, going especially with going virtual. And with exclusives, you can look at the dates, kind of pick which one works for you. As long as it's available, Madison and her team can get you signed up and ready to
0: go. Perfect. So I know that we've talked about a lot of different things today with the virtual interviewing, the events, just the troubles. So what would you say that your top takeaways from today's chat would be? So first of all, let's start with
1: virtual interviewing. I would say be
0: prepared, Mm -hmm.
1: have all your ducks in a row when it comes to your participants, your tech needs, dress to impress, be engaging, have all of your resources and resource ducks in a row. Whether that be links to local community events, schools, real estate agents, etc. These are all things that you can flip over into a zip file and send straight to your candidates. And these are ways to get them engaged into the community as opposed to just the facility that they might be transferring into. With career fairs, marketing and branding, you have to be prepared with marketing and branding. Keep it consistent. Focus on social media focus on your email blast, your text blasting, really get the word out that you are going to be at this event. Because like we said, there's one shot. You definitely have to keep them engaged once they're in that chat, because Mm -hmm. if not, it's so easy for them to just drop off and go to the next place.
0: Yeah. So just to kind of piggyback on that for the physician side, for the virtual interviewing, everything that Nikki said, be prepared. Make sure that you have that platform downloaded and all the equipment that you need. And then dress to impress. Have your questions. Have your CV. Have everything that you need for that interview in front of you just like you would for an in-person. Have your pants on. Have your pants on. Yes. Please (laughs) wear pants. Your interview pants, not your party pants. Exactly. Let's get that straight, too. Not pajama pants. Professional pants.
1: Professional pants.
0: Um, And then same thing with the career fairs. You want to be engaging. You want to make sure that as you enter that booth, especially if that booth has a time chat, that you're making the most out of that time. Go in, ask if they have your specialty, if they have the geographic area that you're looking for. I've had plenty of physicians who say, well, my spouse is still in training, so I'm kind of looking at this area because that's where they're going to be doing their residency or that's where they're going to be completing their fellowship. If you do have those concerns or you need a visa, make sure that you're letting that recruiter know during that chat and not way after the fact when it might be too late to get that good information.
1: I would say also for recruiters, if you know that you are not hiring for NPs or PAs, or you're not hiring for a visa, you do not offer loan repayment, sometimes those are good things to broadcast as well, because then it really does help those physicians and APPs who are looking for that criteria make an easier decision to come into your booth from the get-go as opposed to wasting their time and yours.
0: Absolutely. So... Once again, just have everything prepared before you go to a career fair or to um, a virtual event or a virtual interview. And then always dress professional, as always. we've been saying. <laughs> but awesome. So thank you, Nikki. This has been a great thank chat. Thank This has been amazing. Thank you once again for chatting with us today. We hope that you enjoyed this topic, but if you do have any questions or you have a topic that you would like us to discuss, please reach out to us via the email in the podcast description. Thank you so much, and we hope to chat with you again soon.